podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. So it's uh, all for play for still? I think so. Do you want to bet against us? Welcome to For the Love of Paul McGrath podcast. The wonderful Paddy is back today. Um, after if you guys didn't didn't catch it yesterday, I had uh, Ashley Priest from the Birmingham Mail on. Really, really great interview. Really honest uh, and and genuine guy. Um, really opened up about a lot of things to do with Aston Villa, about his fandom, about how his how his ba- how his uh, his firstborn was born, and uh, also that article about Jack Grealish as well. You know, he was really candid. So if you haven't caught that. Um, it's up on our YouTube and also on our audio audio platforms. Also, for anybody who's joining us for the first time, delighted to have you. Welcome. And uh, if you could give us a like, if you could like the stream itself, if you could uh, subscribe on audio platforms and on YouTube, we'd really, really appreciate it. Um, we're here to talk about Wolves today. Paddy, I feel like I haven't talked to you in ages. When was the last time we did podcasts together? Um, Dean Smith. Dean Smith one. Dean Smith. Yeah. Yeah, so it's about a week, is it? About a week. About a week. It feels like about a year, Paddy. Feels like a year when I am when I'm not with you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyone else? Anyone else buying that? No. No. Oh man. <laughs> I go. I'm going to make my apologies early in this one. I am absolutely drained and wrecked. I have a faulty uh, smoke alarm that's wired into the into the wiring of the house here. I've taken it apart. I've turned it off at the breaker. I've changed the battery because every every wired fire alarm even has a battery in it for backup in case your power goes out. I've done everything. I've even taken out part of it, cleaned them because I was told it was dust. I've put it in and I thought I had it cracked. And then two minutes ago, the fucking thing started beeping outside. So I apologize if it starts beeping. I'm just going to do the Irish thing and I'm going to plow ahead like a real professional plow ahead through <laughs> the fire alarm okay so this is all the so i'm a bit delirious of lack with lack of sleep last night because uh the fire alarm just started beeping it wasn't even going off it just went that little beep that tells you that the battery mm. is low and the dog hates it so the dog burst into the room and jumped right up on my face uh, about <laughs> 10 times last night so i haven't got an ounce of sleep um so that's just a little, little peek behind the curtain of my life at the moment <laughs> and uh, and and my apology about my delirium that I will surely go through at some stage here. So if I start pronouncing the wrong team, if I'm talking about the wrong game that we're going that we're playing at the weekend, I apologize in advance. But uh, hopefully I won't. And Paddy's got to keep me on the straight and narrow in that one. But Paddy, well, I hope we I have, have this. Don't tell me you the foggy yeah. fire alarm too. <laughs> no, well, we 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 had a, a funeral of a, a a friend of ours this week, so I got drunk last night, which is never a good idea when you go to work on a Thursday. So no, I'm tired today, but I'm full of energy because I'm getting on a flight tomorrow to Birmingham. So buzzing for the weekend, absolutely buzzing, absolutely. So looking forward yeah. to it. Maybe, maybe you might find out. Maybe you know when you're over there, you might have that epiphany moment, and maybe you'll come back and you go, "No, Neil, it's definitely a derby game. It's definitely a derby game." When I was over there, I could feel it. It was just magic. It had something about it, and <laughs> um, because it's what it is. It's the Twitter derby. Is that's even even the Wolves fans are calling it the Twitter derby. They think we hate them on Twitter. 
and that this isn't the real derby. We think we hate that. We think they hate us on Twitter, and this isn't the real derby at all. So no, neither of the two of us think it's a derby. Yet people still say it's a derby. I don't know. I don't know. Well, <laughs> I think I think people that call it a derby are obsessed, and I've no reason to be obsessed with any other team in the Midlands. They're all <laughs> a pain in the arse. So I couldn't care less. For me, West Brom is a derby, and so is Birmingham. But other than that, no. Not a derby for me. Yeah. And uh, it's I'm just delighted that we don't have to talk about international football anymore. And you know, I I kind of scoffed at the at the notion of uh Wenger's proposal about having two international windows, one in November, one in one in March, and then having tournaments once every two years. And you know what? The more I think about it, the more it makes more sense. I, I wouldn't mind if we had longer breaks only twice a season as opposed to having like these three kind of mini little breaks that we will have before Christmas for internationals. They just really interrupt the flow. And thankfully, they're over for this period of time. And yes, they've been a positive. It's, it, don't fall off your seats. This international break, I think, has been a positive in a way because of the injuries we had coming into it. And hopefully those injuries will will lessen, you know, over the next week or so. And it's given us time to regroup. And 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 maybe, who knows, we might have one, maybe two players back in contention, if not even on the uh, on the bench um, for, for the game at the weekend. But, yeah, as I say, um, it, it's against Wolves, Paddy. Uh, Wolves. I think it's fair to say is our team going through transition at the moment. Nuno Espirito has left, and uh, Bruno Lange is in instead. Um, you were just dying to say that name, weren't you? Lange, Lange. Uh-huh. It sounds like a, yeah, yeah. It sounds like an underwear <laughs> brand, yeah, or something. I don't know, but uh, it's uh, he's in. Uh, He's he's in charge and uh, I suppose really struggling for goals at the moment and uh, maybe hoping that their that their new talisman that they've found in Huang and um, the the South Korean um, player that they signed from Leipzig I think it was seems to be banging in the goals for them well he got a couple there against against Newcastle and obviously Jimenez is back but there's a lot of a lot of players in this team this team the, the Wolves team should I say itself is. You know, there's there's a lot of old dogs for the long road. There, uh, they they have a settled team. They haven't really changed it an awful lot, and they've dealt with a lot of players that have, I suppose, left like like Diego Jota uh, leaving. And um, I, I heard somebody say during the week today that would have haven't missed Diego Jota, and that Huang is is a, is an upgrade on him. I, I'm going to just leave that one out there. I'm going to just leave that well, one out there. It's, I'm saying that without comment. Um, but uh, the Wolves team, I suppose, what I'm getting at here is, you know, they've traded in a couple of players recently, like Sir Rui Patricio has left, gone to Roma, followed uh, followed Jose out there, and they've got, uh, what's your man, man's name, Jose Sa, another Portuguese player, although not an international, um, but another Mendes swap deal, I think, mm. is what happened in that instance there. One went out and one came back, and, and all the money went into Mendes' pocket, really, but... Apart from that, Paddy, they haven't really done much business as, uh, as such over the course of the, the off-season, have they? No. Um, well, Trincao they brought in, um, but mm. we're not going to see him on Saturday because he's COVID positive. So I don't think he his isolation finishes before then. Um, you know, all the usual suspects. I suppose the, where they're at their weakest is at the back. Um, their back yeah. three of Gilman, Cody and Sice is where they can be got at. Um, there's, there's plenty of midfielders. They've got Pedens back. Um, I'm presuming Adama Traore will replace Trincao. 
Um, you know, then Donker so. wasn't getting a run in the team. He he came on with a few minutes to go the last day. I only literally saw a few minutes of their game. Uh, they've kind of flown under the radar. They've had a, a mediocre start to the season. But, you know, they're in transition as well. They, they're they're going to need to find a rhythm and uh, get a few results under their belt. And, you know, I, I think I think they're, they'll be absolutely fine and they'll be like ourselves climbing around the middle of the table for most of the season. So, uh, yeah. but I still think we can get at them. And uh, for that reason, I'd say we're going to stick with our three at the back because it means there's two up top on that back three and go like for like. I agree. I agree. And we'll, we'll talk about our own team later because uh, I think our team is probably a bit more settled. Like a lot of the big calls we're going to have for our team are more so going to be tactical switches. Yeah, I know we're going to probably talk about, well, we will talk about Emmy Martinez and so on. I still think he plays. I don't think it really matters. Emmy um, Martinez definitely plays, but I, th- I think it could be Nakamba N- might replace Douglas Louise. It's a different story coming back into a team after that amount of travel and playing outfield and playing in goal. So I, th- I think Emmy Martinez will be fine. Yeah, exactly. I and, and I think he, I think he does play. And we, we'll talk about our team in a moment. We we'll focus mm. a small bit on Wolves uh, for the minute. You mentioned their back three. Um, obviously Connor Cody. Uh, which like Connor Cody, England international, in with the English squad again for the last few um, matches. Some wolf like there's there's conversations within the Wolves um, gantries at the moment that you know maybe his time at centre half is coming to an end. Uh, you know Southgate certainly doesn't think so, but then Southgate did have a have a really strange did have a really strange situation with him where he almost admitted that he brought him to the Euros just to be a rah rah guy in the dressing room. Um, you know, to be somebody who who would who would bring people together was a consummate professional. There'd be no shit. There'd be no messing. And he didn't get any minutes in the Euros. Mm. You know, um, and this isn't me saying anything bad about Conor Cody. Realistically, I'm just stating what was said about him at the time. A couple of Wolves fans at the moment are maybe questioning: Should he be the man in that back three uh, at the moment? Obviously, maybe there's a small bit lost there with with, with um, Willie Bolly not being in there, uh, Willie Bolly suffering injuries, maybe lack of form. Kilman has come in. Kilman got, went, goes to ground very, very easily for me. He was skinned by Tony yeah. for their first goal. Um, and, 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 Roman Sice, something has happened to him as well for somebody who is, but like we've got, we've got to remember as well, Sice and, and Cody are converted central midfielders playing in center, mm. playing center half. And, and, and Sice kind of showed that against uh, when he was trying to mark him in Buemo um, uh, against Brentford. And, uh, and basically he had no awareness, but in Buemo just had to pull off him. And that's what gives me really, really good hope about this game is the fact that our strikers are very mobile and you know Ollie Watkins is going to pull to the wing like Ivan Tony did for Brentford first goal you know Danny Ings is going to be in and around the box making movements in there because that's where he lives and 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 I think it's a nice matchup I really do and um I definitely think that we're going with two up top and to be honest which I think if Leon Bailey is fit and I said this for the Everton game last game he was fit I think if Leon Bailey's in the bench when Leon Bailey comes on they will play him up top and they won't play him out in the wing because I think, and there's not a lot of people talking about it, I think that's something that Dean Smith wants to do. I think that he might want to play him up top, almost in the Watkins role, let him drift out to the out, out left if he want, needs to. But obviously having that turn of pace to turn in around the back four or a back three in this instance would be good for Bailey too. But it's all to be seen as to as to whether he's actually fit enough to be named in the... Well, um, we we in haven't seen Dean tomorrow, so we don't know. 
No. Who were who we, who no. we have or who were out or if any knocks were picked up on international duty. Yeah. I know Bertrand Traore picked up a knock and he missed he missed the last game. So what happened to him again, Paddy? Was it his tie? His tie, I think, yeah. His tie, yeah. A bit disappointing um, because he's another another guy that always seems to pick up injuries, but look, what can we do? Exactly. Yeah. It's it, it it's look, what can you do is right and and I don't think I'm not I know everyone can turn around and probably point at the likes of Mike Lone and say, yes, people are injury prone. But I think in the modern game, I think really, really very, very much so in the modern game, I think players aren't given enough time to rehab injuries. And that's why they pick up a lot of injuries. Mm. And sometimes players feel the pressure because of the big contracts and because their agents are breathing down their neck going, hey, you're not, there's, listen, I know I'm speaking to another agent here. Villa are looking yeah. to bring in a Leon Bailey or Villa are looking to bring in an Emmy Buendia. You need to be playing as much as you can because if you're sat in your arse or if you're not, if yeah. you're like out of sight out of mind, and next time a club comes in for you, they're going to be offering six or seven million. You, who knows? You could be playing for a mid, mid-range mid Italian or a French team and they're only going to pay you a third of what Villa are paying for you at the moment. So you got to get yourself back out in the field. And, and I think there, there, there is very much a, a, a situation like that. Now, obviously... I think this in this COVID or post-COVID or almost post-COVID, whatever your, your thoughts are on that um, kind of era that we live in in football, I think it's just that there's so many games and there's been so little break for a lot of players. You know, I know they had this summer, but yeah. the, the season before takes its toll. And I, 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 and I, I think I, I think with the injuries, the injuries is really effect, what the cause of the injuries and that's what what's affecting it is a very disjointed uh, preseason. I, I don't think we had a full squad of players going into the season fully fit and ready to rock than we would have had in previous years. So I go. think that yeah. a lot got to do with what's going on. And I would have liked, you know, I, I, I listened to Hugo Lloris absolutely losing his shit at the weekend because they had to play a third place fucking playoff in Mickey Mouse tournament. Like, He's right. that's, no, that's no good. You're talking about players that need rest. To send them to play right. toward play yeah, when the last thing they need is a game of football at that stage. And, it's ridiculous. And Paddy, Paddy, to see Benzema have to stand there and do a press conference and do a fucking photo shoot with the third place, what was it? The third place goal scoring trophy for the knockout stages of the fucking UEFA, whatever it is, Nations Cup. And you could see it. He was just looking at it. And, and first of all, the trophy was rubbish. And he was looking at it. And he was like, as this is embarrassing. Why am I getting a trophy mm. for coming third place in the not in third place score in the knockout stages of yeah. a cup that we didn't win? I don't really care about this. It's probably not even going to make it make it on the trip home. I might donate it to charity. You know, like that's all that's probably going on <laughs> yeah. in his mind. But uh, crazy stuff, crazy stuff. And and look, I know we 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 reveled in the fact that there's no international football, but international football does not have any joined up thinking at the moment. It doesn't make any sense. No. Um, for a lot and of things, it's like and, and I'm their losses. I I spend a lot of my time, um, bigging up international football, and I see the point of it, and I love it, and I've got to see all of Europe by by traveling with Ireland, but I didn't even bother going on Tuesday. It's it's just what's the point in playing Qatar in a friendly? It just it's it's embarrassing. I, they, they roll out Callum Robinson, he scores three goals, and they're calling him CR seven, like. That trophy yeah. wasn't the most embarrassing thing that happened in international football. This week. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And now, look, don't get me wrong. I will follow Ireland as well, and I'll watch all their games. I just like 
but it's 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 a case where by sometimes it's it's at this moment in time it's not making an awful lot of sense. Like the Euros yeah. is only over a wet week and we're back again and there's players already fatigued. Douglas Louise, we won't see Douglas Louise at the weekend weekend in this game because of international football. I, I don't think we see him because I think, I think do, whatever about Emmy no. Martinez standing in goals, Douglas Louise is going to be flogged from all the yeah. travel at the weekend. And, and, and that's know, the irony. We were talking about Hugo Lloris and he's a guy who's dancing goals and he was losing his shit. So he's not happy with it. Whereas we've got and a goalkeeper. he's only traveling there. European distances. Never exactly. mind going to yeah. South America. And we've got a goalkeeper going halfway across the world to, to play for Argentina. So yeah. it's, just, it's just a bonkers situation. And for me, you know what? They could have put, him, put it on hold and qualify the people on world rankings like I, I really couldn't care less about it at the moment that's I, I, Paddy, the way it's gone Paddy Portugal and Serbia are waltz in our group everybody else is just playing for playing paying playing because the TV companies have paid for it yeah. that's the only reason that like they have playing, they have these you know? big countries you know like Brazil and Argentina are going to qualify we know that every yeah. year England Spain Italy France they're all going to qualify like Holland you know, we, right. we can single out, we can single out the last time they didn't qualify because it was at our expense. It just doesn't happen anymore. So just qualify them anyway. I think this and year then, the, the the smart thing to do this year was to play one round, not a home and away situation, and it would have been a compromise. I think it just doesn't Call make that. any sense to me. You're still dragging players around the world in the middle of a pandemic. It's Bonkers. But you're only doing it once. You're only doing it. You're only doing it for one window, as opposed to doing it for two. And and that's yeah. that. That's or, sorry, opposed to doing it for three. Um, mm. you know. So uh, I would have said take a three week break in uh, yeah. for international football in September and get them all played. You know, get them all mm. played and, and just one round. Uh, but then again, Paddy, I'm not in charge yet. But when I am, when mm. I am, things will be look it up. Uh, vote for Neil. Uh, anyway, back to this game. Jesus, we got we got sidetracked again. Um, back to the, the to the Wolves game. Uh, talking about the Wolf, Wolves team, we only got to our back three anyway and before we got sidetracked. Um, <laughs> they're going to play probably a three four three kind of situation. Probably, you know, morphs between three yeah. four three, three five two, kind of like ourselves. But uh, the four in the middle midfield, we're going to say, and and I think you can really get it there midfield too as well. They're great passers of the ball, Moutinho mm. and Neves, absolutely. But they're both wooden. They both aren't aren't very athletic, and they definitely aren't fast. So I think John McGinn, yeah. if he's deployed in the right positions there, if you can get John McGinn pushing in between the two of them onwards towards Cody with the two boys dragging Kilman and besides either side or whatever way they're going to play it. I think there's great, great growth to be got there from, from this Villa team. Um, on the wings for uh, for Wolves, they're going to play their fullbacks, Semedo and Marcal. Marcel, Marcal, Marcel, uh, he he got he got skinned all day long against Brentford. He really, really did. And Semedo, whatever Lang, or whatever Lage has um has done to Semedo, he just he just seems to pass the ball to his uh, to to the player playing ahead of him, who was Trinko now going to be Traore, and just received the ball back again. Very limited in his passing, very limited in his movement. Doesn't go very far up the field. Doesn't definitely get on the on the overlap like he did for Barcelona and like he did under Nuno. Certainly doesn't do that anymore. Um, so, you know, this midfield, and I know we're going to be missing most likely Douglas Luiz, but I think the likes of Ramsey, McGinn and, and Akamba could marshal this midfield very much so and, and, and push them back onto the toes of their back three if they if they get a chance. Mm, I think so. Um, 
I just saw somebody mention in the comments there about Sanson. If he's fit, rolls, sorry. If if he's fit, it, it, we could see him pigeonholed in there instead of um, instead of Nakamba, and then we've got three footballers in there, which would be interesting. Um, but you you just you just never know what what Ian Smith would do. He could very easily roll out Douglas Louise, knowing that he has a week to recover afterwards. Yeah. Um, it was a strange old Wolves team when you when you think of Den Donker and Pudens, who are players that I really liked over the last few seasons, can't get next or near it at the moment. So, um, you know, other than that, they're, they're very light at the back. Um, is it Bolly, the other defender that they have? Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So they're playing three at the back, but they've only got four available centre halves. So if they uh, if they pick up any injuries there, they're in trouble. So, um. Look, I, I'm worried about uh, Wang. Is that how you pronounce it? Yeah, yeah. He he looks like he'll cause trouble. I, I think he'd be a really really good signing for them. So he uh, for me he's the danger man for them this weekend. Um, hopefully he'll uh, not warm to the white hot atmosphere of Villa Park. <laughs> The, th- the thing about Wang is, like, he, I suppose he needed this loan from Leipzig. He was on loan. He was obviously with their feeder club, uh, Salzburg. I say obviously. But he was with Salzburg, okay? Mm-hmm. And and he did, had a decent scoring record. He had, like, one in three scoring record for him. Went on loan to... Um, uh, Hamburg. Jesus. Hamburg. Hamburg. Yes, he went on loan to Hamburg. Then, then was, uh, was sold then the following year to Leipzig. And didn't really cotton on at Leipzig. Um, 20 games, I think, didn't score any goals. And then he moves to Wolves. He's three and four, if I'm not mistaken. And, three and five. Uh, yeah. Three and four, three and five, whatever it is. Yeah. And, and you know, two of those came against Newcastle. So realistically, he's got one and five because um, everybody scores <laughs> against Newcastle. Um, so, but look, no, it's, uh, all jokes aside, I think he's going to be, I, I, look, we're going to have to mind him. He's an, he's an active player. Santoros, the shreds, genuinely, and not just. Uh, saying it because he's because he's South Korean, but the South Korean, I, I listen as I said, I listened to a Wolves podcast. They actually had a South Korean, um, Wolves fan on the podcast to talk about him, and yeah. uh, he waxed lyrically about him. He said, It's just a shame that South Korea's two best players were Son and Wang playing the exact same position. But he said, The benefit of it is, is that if Son can't play anytime, they've got an equally good player. So, South Koreans seem to think that there's a that the, the, there's a like for likeness there as well, not not just the mm. not just the Wolves fans, but um, look, he he'll definitely take some marshalling as well. But he's further up the field. He's going to play with uh with Jimenez and Traore, I would imagine. So I I think it's a day for our back three, Paddy, and I don't think that there's going to be any Mickey in our own from from Dean Smith with uh with going back to the four. I think he's going to play the back three. But I suppose my question for you, Dean, uh, Paddy, Dean, and Eric Andre, my question, well, my question for you, Dean. If you're listening, is <laughs> my question for you, Paddy, is uh, who are the back three that Villa are going to utilize? That's a six million dollar question, really, isn't it? It's you know, people people went two footed in on, on Courtney House. You know, I watched him in the flesh, I didn't think he was slow. Um, he was caught, he was just torn by son, you know, and he just lost his footing. That's completely fine, that can happen to anybody. To me. The, the the bigger issue was the distance between our centre halves and Matt Cash, who wasn't doing his recovery work, um, and I'm not going in on Matty Cash either because he's he's having a phenomenal season. It was just we were destroyed down there by Son, and we couldn't deal with him. And when Son's on form, nobody can deal with him. So I'm perfectly fine with Courtney House if that's the case, but we'll see. 
in, in doing what we trust and whatever he decides to do. Um, he may deploy to Anzabi to do a job on Juan. We'll see. I and you know what? Why not? Uh, it could be, well, but then again, I think I think Kanza Kanza can marshal the wing, he can, yeah, yeah. You know, Courtney House then stays with Jimenez. Although Jimenez, since he's returned, has kind of played more in a nine than a, or sorry, played more in a ten than a nine position. So he's dropping a bit deeper and mm. uh, allowing Wank to stay up, stay a bit further. But then again, you're also going to have to marshal uh, Adama Traore there. Um, Paddy, do you think that there will be conversations in our own Villa Park as to who's going to man the left back position with uh, with Traore's uh, pace? I suppose there. You, you, for me, I think you you have to get you have to leave Target there. But you think there's going to be a conversation between Target and, and Ashley Young for this game? Just based on what Ashley Lassar did in the first game. Sorry, I, I, what yeah, was going well, on in my mind didn't come out of my mouth, so I apologize. Yeah. Well, look, I I, I think um, Target is, is struggling a little bit with fitness and confidence at the moment. So I think it's up to Dean Smith to make that call to whether he trusts him. To go and marshal, like let's be honest, more than likely, Traore is just going to run down blind alleys all day and and have no end product and try and kick the ball off somebody out for a corner. Um, his end product isn't there. But having said that, it's Villa, it's his old club. He could end up having an absolute stormer, and mm. hopefully that's not the case. But for me, I would leave Matt Target in there as well. I think I think the only way he's going to get better is by playing. I think I think it would do him a disservice to take him out of there. Um, but he's he's going he's going to need a little bit of help from Tyrone Mings coming across or Courtney House wherever it is in that position, um, and that will be, you know, to be all and end all, because we we've got to worry about two pacey, albeit a different type of player. Huang is very skillful. Is he's, he's he's very like Son. I don't think he's as quick as Son, but can do equally as much damage. I would imagine. So it it it's. It's a difficult one, a difficult one to call, and I think it will come down to confidence. And he he would probably be working with Maddie Target over the last two weeks, and that hopefully we'll see the benefit of the fitness side of that. Yeah, absolutely. And look, I suppose if they wanted to do a kind of a, I don't know what you wanted want to call it. I know in the NFL it's called like a scout team exercise, whereby they get a player who maybe is very pacey from the youth team, like uh, let's call it Philogene Bidez. And they say, right, we're actually going to bring you in and we're going to put you in that position against Matty Target. And you're going to run at him this way. And you're going to, you know, because that's the way Traore does it. And, you know, just give him, instead of having maybe the, the normal, an armor right back running at him in that position, they put a faster player out there and 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 maybe have some game situations like that during the week. And it mightn't be a bad bad week to do it with a lot of the players on international duty, you know, have one-to-one-on-one -on -one drills with him to try and get him up to pace with dealing with pacey players, maybe taking that extra step back, maybe, maybe guarding infield a small bit more and stuff. So, you know, there's a lot of different drills they can do with a player like Matty Target, yeah. who, as you say, um, might be a bit down on confidence. I think there's more confidence than fitness at the moment. And I think he's very much a confidence player because he more or less came out and said that when we the, the year we got promoted, he more or was it the year after? Sorry, the year after we got promoted. Um he more or less said that that like he went, Wow, this is fast and this is different. And and his confidence took a bit of a bashing. And last year it was different and just needs to find that player from last yeah. year again. And I, I absolutely think he can do that. Let's take yeah. a look so at some of the comments. Yeah, we know there's a player in there. And we know he, he's good enough. 
it just he doesn't seem to be playing with the same smile on his face that we're used to the Maddie Cash. So that worries me. You know, I, I'm big into watching body language of players. And for me, you always see that big wide smile with him and it just doesn't seem to be there this season. So that's just a little bit worrying for me. Yeah. Let's see a couple of the comments there. I must apologize, guys, for the Ashley Priest um, uh, podcast as well. We actually didn't do that live for some reason. It was pre-recorded and YouTube throwed out as if it was a live. So if you guys are commenting on that, I apologize. That's why I wasn't throwing a questions at, at, at Ashley. That was recorded earlier in the day and it was premiered then. I put it up on, on YouTube um, for that period of time and... Uh, I'm sure I pressed the wrong button. Essentially, that's all I did. And it showed up as a live, but I do apologize. Blobman. Blobman score prediction for tomorrow is 1-0 either way or a 1-1. One, one. I don't know. I don't know. I'm a bit more... I, I think the Spurs loss has washed off me over the last two weeks. I'm a bit more optimistic, but I'll leave my prediction until later on. Um, with Paul Cox, welcome from Australia, as always. Thank you so much for tuning in all the way to the opposite side of the world. I don't know, are you the opposite side of the world, or are we the opposite side of the world? <laughs> I'll let you answer that one. I, I've <clears throat> there, they're getting all philosophical in this one. Too late, um, I'm discussing that now. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Ed, thanks a million, and thanks for always checking in. You know, you're 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 always uh, always in the streams. Really appreciate it. Good show with Ashley, honest and the Jack stuff. Absolutely, check it out, guys, if you haven't seen it. Um, Chuffin Trains says bye bye international break. When soon back Aston Villa. Amen to that. Um, absolutely. Dara asked me, did you did you call them wolves? I do. I call them wolves from time to time. Um, that's my pet name we, for them. We usually call them just the dog heads <laughs> in this house. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I, I've no idea where. Like, there's there's so many names you see online, and I'm kind of. I was going to say one of them there, but I don't know if I should because I don't know if it's a derogatory name, but it's the surname of of a, of a family from Emmerdale. And the Dingles, Neil, no the Dingles. You don't, have yeah, to be, you, don't, you don't have to be nice to them. <laughs> no, but is it? No, but I, I didn't know whether it was like some sort of... I have no idea what that means. I, I thought maybe that might have been some... I don't know. You know, I don't know what it meant. Yeah. I wasn't sure whether it was unpolitically it, it correct. It is a bit of a derogatory like term, I think, yeah. And uh, <laughs> probably not to be discussed live on air. I don't know. I have no idea what it means. But anyway, John Steele says, Paddy, give him the clock. He'll have no excuse to be late. <laughs> no, no, I, I have, every intention, have every intention of giving Neil the clock next week. I'm going to drop in and see him. I'm, I have to go to Mayo next week, so I'm going to drop in and see Neil and, and give it to him. I'll have the kettle on. I'll have the kettle on for sure. Um, Tiroin says, up the villa. Do you know what? Sometimes that's all you need to say, Tio. That's all you need to say. Um, John Crawford, Martinez plays at half past midnight tonight for Argentina. He'll be back. Uh, will he be back in time for Saturday? That's the plan. That's the plan. To, that's the magic. I'm flying out tomorrow and I'll probably be in Birmingham before Martinez. Yeah, but, but like, you know, I'm not he going said to that it was, tomorrow night. <laughs> he's, he's going to drop a rake of sleeping pills and he'll be flat and he's back inside in a chartered plane and he'll probably oh, yeah, be fine. hope so. Yeah. You'd, you'd hope, hope so. Yeah. You, you, you would hope so. Um, Kieran, there's an open open invitation for you from Mr. Callahan. Absolutely, Kieran. We'll you a message tomorrow and we'll, we'll make a plan. Excellent. Look forward to it. Excellent. Now I'm, now I'm jealous. No, I'm jealous. Um, I must, I must say, Neil, when because we haven't spoken about my trip to Spurs really, but loads yeah, of people, came, loads of people come up to me, and I was, I was actually shocked 
that people were recognizing me from the podcast and people were coming up and introducing themselves. And uh, the first couple of people I have to apologize to because I was a bit taken back of what was going on. <laughs> but, you know, it was by the, by the time I got a couple out of the way, I felt a bit better about it. But I was like, what do you want to talk to me for? You know, <laughs> Paddy was asking me if I had a Parker pen there the other day. And now I know what it is. He's going pre-signing autographs before he goes to Villa Park. <laughs> it's all got to his head. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I I I'd love to be going over. As I say, I would absolutely love to be going over with you uh, at the weekend. But alas, uh, we'll have to wait another few weeks at least. Anyway, um, Russell says Villa Park obviously thinks it's a derby since they raised the prices fifty, 50 bastard quid for my ticket. That wasn't even the most expensive zone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, as, well, as I the say, the close proximity of Wolves means it's a Category A game, and that's unfortunately. It, yeah. We we if if we're going to compete, unfortunately, we're going to be competing on the price tags as well. So I'd imagine the season tickets are going to start taking a hike as well because someone has to pay for that north stand. Yeah. Uh, listen to just one, Heralio. Uh, my father took me to took me to the villa when I was about five. Told me a few days before he died about a year ago. I hate West Brom more than the Blues. I'm glad he was able to get that off his chest. You know, apologies <laughs> as I say, condolences on your uh, condolences on yeah. your father passing away. But uh, you know, it, that's at least that's something that you'll have forever. He says he hates West, hates West Brom more than the Blues. Uh, but you know, I'd, sure. I'd, I'd actually, I'd actually kind of agree with his father. I think maybe we played West Brom more often in my lifetime, so I have more of a dislike for them. Um, you got to pity the Blues a lot of the time, though, don't you? No. <laughs> you gotta you just gotta laugh at them. Yeah. <laughs> um yeah. you know with the West Brom thing they were going up, you know, boing boing up and down. But they always seem to be there, thereabouts, and we've played them so many times. But mm. uh yeah, I just have a particular dislike for West Brom, probably more than blues. Although the, the atmosphere of blues games is much more toxic than West Brom yeah. games. Yeah, it's the it's it's borderline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um could you imagine Plus, the technically, they're closest to us in distance. The, the Hawthorns is, is closer than uh, St. Andrews is in distance. So, technically, that is the derby. All right. All right, Betty, if you say so. Closest derby. <laughs> that, that one. Yeah, well, proximity. Yeah, but not in, <laughs> not in, uh, not in, uh, not in heart. Um, Ad says that Trinko looks half decent. Yeah, he does. But as I say, he's covered positive now. So unlikely he's going to play at the weekend. Mm. Um, and I wonder, you know, we, we haven't seen an awful lot of cover positive pieces. I know Carl Darlow had started a year wise and he spent time at hospital. And you know, there has been an awful lot coming back from international duty. So long may that continue, you know, at the moment. But yeah. uh, hopefully Trinko doesn't, doesn't suffer too badly for it. But we, we don't think we're going to see him at the at the weekend. Um, here, da, 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 da. Uh, sorry, there, lads. I'm after losing that. John Steele says, Can we go 3 5 2 and accommodate Bailey? I don't think so. He has to start at some stage, and it probably is in this game, but I'd like to see the old 4 3 3. Be honest with you. I'm I'm at the at the stage whereby I didn't think that we could go 3 5 2 with players that we have right now. I didn't think we'd go two up top and make it work. Um but mm. Dean Smith has turned around and, 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 and he surprised me. And speaking to Ashley Priest last night as well, and, and even what we did on the Dean Smith piece, you know, there was, as we went back through it, and we, we did we did very little prep for the for the Dean Smith piece. And, and that's being honest about it. It's not just saying it. And the reason we did was because we wanted to speak as kind of 
uh, from the heart and as fluently about it. But as we were going through it, I was kind of having realizations about Dean Smith and about the job he's done, and sometimes the ungratefulness that maybe no, I've I've always been a Dean Smith, but sometimes I might have a moan about Dean Smith not playing this way or that way or whatever, and his hands might have been tied. And I'm really interested to see what I would like the Danks and himself and Shakespeare come up with, and um, to be able to accommodate Bailey in the team. Bailey has played as a wing back for Peter Bosch. I don't know; it didn't suit him. He didn't particularly like it, but he didn't like it under Peter Bosch. So maybe. Maybe we can make something out of him here at Villa. But as I said, I think he can play up top and I think he can play in 10 positions. So um, I would say watch that space if we are going to play the 3-5-2. But the 4-3-3, three, three, it's like it's not going to be flu- It's not going to be rigid. I don't think we're going to be rigid in formation. I think we'll go out with different formations because we know that the 4-3-3 three, mm. three works. And we now know that the 3-5-2 can get results and can be solid against the bigger teams. You know, Good part- and if, if, if we did go 3-5-2 and Bailey was in there, we wouldn't see much of a damn at Triori because they would actually shit themselves if they were, had to deal oh, yeah. with Bailey down that way. So it's, uh, you know, it, it, it's a possibility um, that he plays That's... there. But at the expense of Matt Target, I don't think it'll be from the start. But I think if a damn at was doing damage down there, that would pull him back on, on his arse as such and, and keep him in his own half if Bailey came in. Here's one for you, Paddy. Bundia. Dave wants, Dave wants to see him show his capabilities. Yeah. I'm still can't. scratching my, I'm still scratching my head about Buendia because he just he hasn't he hasn't but and I don't know if that's anything got to do with his um his fitness or whatever. He just hasn't set the world on fire yet. Um I would like to see him start at some stage. I I don't envisage that's gonna be at the expense of Aaron Ramsey, so it's not gonna be this weekend. I don't think Aaron Ramsey has done well. He didn't have Jacob. the best of games against Spurs, you know. He had a couple of tantrums as such in it, but nothing, nothing major. So honestly, I I, I don't see him starting. But there, there's going to have to be a time. We didn't spend that amount of money for him to sit on the bench. Yeah, and look, I actually think he might play. I think he might play, and we might might go flatter three uh, in midfield with Ramsey McGinn and and Buendia. Who knows? Uh, because Nakamba was away on duty as well as Louise. And I know Nakamba didn't have to go too far, but, um, you know, Buendia was at home. So maybe we see him. Uh, Possibly. And, and, and hopefully that that would have helped his fitness to have that time on the training ground with, with, with the guys. So it'll be interesting yeah. to see. Ad says Villa Park will be rock, rocking our game. I fancy us to get a few. And, and so do I. And we, we'll do our predictions in a moment as well. Del Boy is back. Del Boy is sober now, he says. <laughs> He's back. So you can chat to us again. Good to have you again, Del Boy. Um, oh, anything else there? Uh, sorry, guys. My the I lose the lose some of the chats there, so uh, apologies there. Um, uh, if we go treat back, I think I asked this one there a moment ago or earlier on. If we go three at the back, Ash Young deserves a start at left wing back over Target. Target starting left back, Young starting left wing back. So it'll, it'll just depend on matchups. Um, I have a theory. 
based on something that Greg Evans said on the 1874 podcast. I know Dan Bardell wasn't on the 1874 podcast this week, and uh, I do apologize. The lady that's, that that uh, stood in for him, I think I think her name was Holly, um, did a great job. But she she asked a question, or herself and, and, and Greg spoke about um, transfers, and and and, Lee, and Ashley uh, Priest spoke about this in the podcast with, with us last night. Um, and that they were looking at left back, which is no real secret because you've got 36-year-old Ashley Young. But I've got a theory that the the new phenomenon of the likes of, and, and by no means am I saying that the likes of Gary Dicker and that, uh, that Paul McShane are Ashley Young caliber. Obviously, Ashley Young caliber can still play in the Premier League to limited capability. But the fact that you're bringing in those real pros to teach young players to be real pros um, like Paul McShane has basically been paid a wage to be almost a liaison officer to show the younger kids how to be pros without having to let them go out and loan to to lower league teams because that's that was one of the biggest things they send they'd send them on loan there'd be an older pro that would show them how to be a, a pro uh, in the English game but now what United have done is they brought back Paul McShane they haven't playing with the twenty threes he's given them that impetus in there as is Gary Dicker for uh, for Brighton. And um, I can't remember. I think Arsenal brought in somebody as well recently uh, to, to do it. And I think potentially that Ashley Young could be there because we know that we're going to have a lot of younger kids around the around the team. And instead of having that kind of old man mentality to come from our starting eleven, our every you know, our main leaders, let them lead from lead on the field during game days. And then we have other kind of older pros, likes of Ashley Young's there, that would be able to then take the leadership role then with the younger kids. And mm. uh, it, it, that's that's my theory on it as well. But getting back to the question there, Charlie, because I went totally tangential there on that one. I don't see why not from what you've said. But what I do think is that like, I don't think we're ever going to see Ashley Young play two games in a week. I don't think I think Ashley Young would be auxiliary. And, and I think just based on that fact that potentially in 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 the January window that we're going to bring in a left back, probably maybe even to replace target, you know, that uh, I, I don't think that Dean Smith is going to be rolling out Ashley Young as much maybe as we think, unless he absolutely has to. I could be wrong. I could be really wrong on that one. Look, he's, and, and the one thing about Ashley Young, when he did play, he never let us down. He, he, he's, been oh, ex- yeah. he's been an excellent signing for a man of his age. So um, I'm, I'm absolutely fine with him playing too. But we are planning for the future. So what's the future? The future is, is my target. So we need to get him back firing again. Exactly. There we go. As as Dean says there, Young is here to coach for next season after his experience how to deal with and play. Um, we're on the same wavelength there, Dean. Jeez, uh, there's a rick of chats in here tonight. <laughs> and and, and just to pick up on, on Dean's comment there, um, somebody was telling me recently that Ashley Young either has or is just about to finish his coaching badges. So... There's no doubt that that's where he wants to be at the end of this. Yeah, maybe so. Uh, Don Blanco, welcome aboard. He says he never knew Ireland had more than one Villa supporter. Yeah, well, we've about five actually, Don. So, uh, no, actually, well, what was the last count have, in the Irish Lions? We have a lot so more than that, Don. The, the Irish Lions, in its pomp, had a thousand members. Um, but they've just been split up into four regions to make it a bit more focused. So yeah. there's a thousand members and a lot more out there that wouldn't uh, that didn't engage. So we're we're the biggest supporters club in the world. So there you go, Don. <laughs> Supermark, this is an interesting one. Uh, sorry, I think I missed the uh, the 
my worry with house is that if he tries to do too much with the ball, he needs to keep it relatively simple. And uh, just the second part that house seems a little overconfident right now and seems to be trying to run with the ball and getting into trouble. Patty, take that one. Jeez, uh, well, I, I, I can't. I, I genuinely, I don't, I don't know. It's if not something, something I noticed. Good. Yeah, it's not something I've noticed. And you know, maybe marks are something we didn't, and that's fair enough too. Um. I, 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 I don't know, you'd, you'd look at the stats very quickly and see, was he losing the ball? Or, you know, if he was losing the ball from, from the last day, it was those ridiculous diagonal balls that were playing that ended up either short or going out yeah. of play that were absolutely, you know, they were making me sick to watch after after being at home, watching them play so well in that system. To, to, to be actually in the stadium watching that system fall apart was was frustrating. But I think that was a lot more down to Spurs absolutely stifling us in midfield so we couldn't get on the ball. So they were just forced into those diagonal balls when, when they ran out of options. Yeah, I, 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 just, I don't know. It's interesting. It's definitely going to be something I'm going to be looking out for. Maybe maybe Dean Smith wants our, yeah. center, our central defender to maybe bring the ball out of the fence and a bit more. You know, maybe, maybe it is something to, to keep an eye on. And, and to look at. Um, da, da, da. So, Paddy. Um, ah, James. Hi from Drunk in Devon. Is that a town called Drunk? That's a fantastic <laughs> town. That's a fantastic... That's the, that was we go there on our holidays, Neil. Devon, Devon, you know, I can imagine there there was a crowd set, off, set sail from Wexford at some stage and hit Devon and just went, ah. We're gonna. We're, we're just gonna call this down drunk. Yeah. Um. I don't is even Devin know if Devin e- is down there. Is Devon east or west? I I I don't remember. I think I I started calling saying Devon, and then I went, oh, it's the White Cliffs of Dover, isn't it? So I've got the completely wrong place. But um, if you hadn't asked yeah, the question whether Dover, it was east or west, I would have voted myself. I hmm? think Dover's in Devon. I could be wrong too, but I was in Dover. And a place called Devon Deal and Cornwall. And, and... Yeah, it's down around that direction, isn't it? Devon and Cornwall, mm. Plymouth. There you go. Someone Massive part anyway. ma- like literally. I, I, I this is tangential. I used to do a job before where I used to have to send people to shops in around that area, and like. <laughs> It's a massive area. It looks tiny on the map, but literally yeah. someone goes, Oh yeah, I'm there for I'm in I'm in Exmouth, I think was a place. Yeah, where are you gonna to go to your shop? Oh, it's only it's only a cool 90 miles away, you know, to go and get your computer repaired. So a huge part of the country. But welcome, welcome for even even if we're not, not as well up on the geography of uh, Devon, Cornwall, um, and the southeast, the southwest of of, of England, uh, we do appreciate you watching. Um, Paddy, what do you think the match? What do you think it's going to be? <sighs> Score wise, sorry, once again, I my have, mind didn't. I have a sneaky feeling that we are going to see goals, goals, goals this weekend. Yeah. I anticipate a high-scoring game. I think we'll concede, but I think we're I think we're going to look at something like a three-one or a four-two victory. That's the way I see this game going. But I think I think I think we'll win easy enough, but we will concede. I just think they're there to be got at. I think we, we could potentially destroy them. And uh that's long overdue as well. I think we beat them 4 1 a couple of years ago, didn't we? Memory serves me correct. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Um we gave them a good tonk, and I can't remember the score the scoring up, but I do remember. I'm I'm gonna say 
I'm going to say we keep a clean sheet, Paddy. I'm going to say it's... I, I, I'm going to go 3-0. Villa. And I'm not usually this... Like, I'm very much fancy. A man who has splinters in his arse a bit for with these because I normally go, oh, 2-1, so that I can say, yeah, well, I always knew that we're going to score. Just know that we're going but to I think score. I, I think I'm using a bit but, uh, of reverse psychology here because when I predict a clean sheet, it doesn't happen. So I'm predicting... <laughs> My, well, my, I, I'm going to put in a caveat here, so I am going to reverse the reverse back a small bit, and I'm going to say that, like, if Martinez plays, I'm going to predict a clean sheet, and I'm also going to predict three in, and I think that, I think we're going to score, see a goal from our striker striker force, but I also think we're going to score two goals from our defenders, and the reason being is because Wolves are not good at defensive set pieces at this minute in time. And uh, they give up a lot of headers there. They're shaky back there with Cody. He's obviously not a giant in there. Um, you know, they do have Sa- Sice. Uh, Kilman gets dragged out of, out of position a small bit. And, you know, the two center, the two central midfielders are not giant cider. I, I, I think, I actually myself think that they will play the donker in there um, in midfield. I think more so uh, than, center, than the center half position if he is, um, if he is fit. Uh, just to bring that bit of bit of height and a bit of bit of steel in there, but I think Villa are going to get goals, and and I like this. Like I, I think the set pieces. I think we could see the set pieces again. And Vi- look, Villa were high, heavily praised for their set piece play up to the Spurs game, and then they were criticised mm. after the Spurs game because they were found they were told, "Oh, they're too over reliant in the set pieces." That's all they did. Yeah. And look, it's with regards to the Spurs game, it's very unfortunate that. The Spurs game fell before the international break because we all know with the with the Twitterati that you're uh, you're only as good as your last game, and people very much forget the how outrageously good we were against Everton. We beat Man United the week before, so just get behind them and enjoy it because there will be some there will be some great results in this team. A pat in the back is only a few inches from a kick up the hole, isn't that what they say, Paddy? Exactly. Isn't that what they say. Yeah. 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 Um, but when you lose, when Shane, you lose a game, cheers, Shane. Thanks so much, Ed. Um, when when you lose a game, the last thing you need is, is two weeks off. You need you need to be going again to try and yeah, yeah. To, and, and, and get get that out of your system. And you know what? I think they're going to do it this weekend. I think they're going to score goals. Ed seems to think the or seems to is praying for uh, Ramsey to get his first goal. Mm. I think me too. I think do you know what? So am I. I think he needs it. I think that I think he needs it to to to, to push on. Exactly. And That's exactly what I, I think. I think the floodgates think could open for him if he scores one. I think Dean Smith could burst into tears in the sideline if he does. I just get this yeah. real kind of this real father son nurturing kind of you know uh, Mr Miyagi uh, Daniel's Daniel's Daniel kind Dan. of uh, <laughs> uh, vibe from 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 the two of them that they both believe in each other and. Uh, yeah, I think I think it would be really interesting, and and look, why not? He's had a couple of pot shots, and and uh, he was unlucky against Everton, uh, but yeah, geez, if he brings it in, Paddy, I'd say you could, I'd say you could end up four rows down from where you started up. I'd say from, from celebrating, <laughs> although they do have the safe standing, safe standing in the. Are you in the Trinity or are you in the Holt? In the Holt. You're in the Holt. Yeah, yeah. You well, the same. Have they installed the, the safe standing? In, yet? I, don't, I don't think the bars in no. yet. Um, well, then, so, Grant, then you'll end up four rows down. So, <laughs> oh, no, I hope not. 
a story to tell. Next time we see Paddy, he'll have a big gash in his forehead. What happened, Jim? You're getting a bit old for that now. <laughs> no, Paddy, the day you start saying you're getting a bit old for that is the day you admit defeat. And we don't admit defeat in this podcast. No, we no, at least call it a defeat. I, I, I just don't <laughs> want any aches and pains anymore than I have already. <laughs> That's and that's admitting defeat, Patrick. That's exactly what it is. But uh, guys, we're coming up on fifty-one minutes here, and uh, yeah, as I say, we're we're expecting goals at the weekend. And um, thanks so much to everybody for uh, for for tuning in. I think it's going to be an interesting game. I'm look always half full, glass half full type of guy. I think we're going to do them at the weekend. I think Villa Park um, is going to be absolutely rocking at the weekend. I think. I, I I don't think this the it's lost on a lot of the fans that are going to be there. You more so most of all, I think, Paddy, that that they've missed this team. They've missed watching this team play well. Um, mm. this is going to be going to be your first time seeing like Savali Watkins and all those play in uh, Villa Park. And and uh, yeah. you know, if there was a big result here, I think the Villa Park faithful could suck the ball into the net. You know, with their with the their their uh, emotion and with the with the cheering and with the um support that they're going to give so uh, as much as much apart for 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 you guys to play going to the game as the guys on the field because um you know the players deserve it they've 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 brought us through an awful lot of things through the course the last 19 months and when i know they've played at home already in front of fans you know uh it's getting back to normal and making sure that you reward them on i know yeah. a lot of fans are going to be fantastic in the stadium i think i think for me this weekend is is the real normality back after I'm trying to figure out what my last game in Villa Park was, but it's a, it's two years going on two years anyway. Yeah. If it's not two years already, so I'm I'm just I'm actually a little bit emotional about it getting back there because there, there's guys that sit around me and there's there's guys involved in the Lions club that I haven't seen in two years, and it's, mm. it's just it's just magic to be getting the lead up to this and getting text messages from people saying text messages how old am i whatsapp messages or whatever <laughs> that uh you know that i'm going to be meeting up and, and i'll definitely send kieran o'callaghan a message now and see if we can have a point on saturday because i'm just so looking forward to it now it's just magic yeah well i'm going to drop about two stone for when i go over because uh I'm going to, and starting today i'm making my promise to everybody here uh that it's going to start today because uh yeah i'm going to enjoy myself when i get over there because uh, it'll be the first time in about <laughs> it be been really it'll be the first time in about four years since I will have been there um due to financial constraints and then obviously the pandemic and other kind of life changing things that are happening soon. So uh um I will get over there though hopefully around Christmas time and uh, get to meet up with a couple of people there. Um great stuff guys thanks so much to everybody in the comments really enjoy it just to finish off there Patty uh, with a couple of them there's a lot of people wishing you Dean is wishing you safe travels um Cheers. Uh, for, for the game. Shane, thanks once again. Shane said that he, he, he came across us on Twitter reviewing a few streams and uh, he says we're the best Villa pod. Thank you so much, Shane. It means, an, it means Thank an awful lot. Charlie says that uh, to have fun at Villa Park, Paddy, wear some knee pads to protect yourself while Ming's heads in a 91st minute winner. <laughs> well, I hope it's not a winner. I hope it's hope it's the, the fifth of five. Number five. Uh, sorry, yeah, the fifth number of five six. Of Fifth, yeah. The fifth of six, because that means we go out and score another goal as well, just to add insult to injury after the 91st minute. Um, but that would be great. Um, so we're going to leave it at that, guys. Thank you so much for, for uh, all the interaction. It means an awful lot. We're going to be back with a team sheet tantrum um, an hour and 10 minutes before the game. Paddy will be doing it from 
somewhere in and around Villa Park. And uh, hopefully, if you can get reception there, notoriously, the reception isn't great. But yeah, well, the more I think about it, I will, I'll be outside because it's notoriously bad when you're inside. So I'll probably yeah. have a nice backdrop behind me when we're recording. Have the hold. Behind, have the, have the <laughs> just just behind you and we'll see um but everybody stay safe between now and then we'll be back for a team sheet tantrum thank you so much and all that's left to say is up the villa up the villa Podcast Network.